Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a man complained he felt bloated, and doctors found 187 coins inside his belly. Tony Kornheiser, let that be a lesson to you, kids. Only eat cash. What are you, nuts? You know what the surprise to me is here? It didn't start out a Florida man, right? I mean, isn't that the way these things always start out, a Florida man? Yeah, yeah. They end up in a swamp yeah. being eaten by a gator somewhere because they're drunk and they were trying to fish for tires. Something crazy. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the NBA calls traveling, hockey makes headlines, and Booger McFarland joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the college football playoff rankings. There was no surprise at the top with Georgia and Michigan 1-2. TCU moved up to three. USC moved up to four. Ohio State slid to five, but at five, Mike, Ohio State can move up if one of the teams above them loses this week. So, Wilbon, which team of the top four is most likely to lose? Well, Tony, we've seen USC lose to Utah. That's the one loss they have. And we've seen TCU be way behind in a game against Kansas State, which people out there, coaches, scouts, they think Kansas State is pretty good. I've been hearing people say, hey, Kansas State can and may beat them. So I've heard that. None of them are going to lose. All four of the teams are going to win. One through four will win. USC will take its vengeance against Utah for its only loss. So it's a nice supposition tone. It ain't going to happen. Ohio State, Alabama just – I know, look, if they both lose, you get Ohio State and Alabama back in the mix, and it looks like the last 40 years of the playoff. Not going to happen. Those four teams know what's at stake. SC not going to lose to Utah. And the Horned Frogs are going to take care of Kansas State. It's unbelievable. You just reject the entire construct of the show. We work for hours to put a question together and you say, well, nobody's going to lose. It isn't even who's going to lose. It's who's most likely to lose. So I'll play the game correctly. Okay. All right? Even if Michigan and, and Georgia lose, they're not falling out of the top four. Their seasons have been too good. They've won all their big games. Okay. I actually believe the team most likely to lose, if one loses, is TCU for exactly what you said. The first time they played Kansas State, they were down, I think, 28 to 10, something like that. Yeah. And they ended up collapsing Kansas State, and they lost 38-28. Kansas again. State. But I also think that even if TCU loses and they become a one-loss team, I think they stay in the top four. So the only team with jeopardy to me is USC. Because of this, if USC loses to Utah, not only do they have two losses, but they have two losses to Utah. So you can't put them in the final four. Yeah, you can't do it. you got to put Utah in at that point. So, So that's how Ohio State moves up. But you bring up an interesting name. And the interesting name is Alabama. Ohio State, as you're fond of saying, got drilled at home. At home. In the most important game on its schedule. Alabama has two losses, but they're both on the road Last by three play. and by one. Last play. You know, come I, on. You know, I just mean, wonder, Ohio State just got wonder. drilled by the team up north. Down south. Don't want to hear it. 
Don't want to hear from Ohio State. If I had to bet, okay, you'd like to bet and do point spreads and all that gambler stuff. I do. If you had to bet and you're at one of your 19 houses in D.C. was on the line, would you yeah. bet on Alabama or Ohio State to win a game? Right I now. would bet on Alabama. Of course you would. I'd bet on Alabama. Would. So would I. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, if anybody wants to buy one of my 19 oh, houses, okay. just call me. That's good. Let me know. Make me an offer. i number when we're done. It could tie right into his gambling touts. Let's move to the NBA and the league's new focus suddenly on traveling. Steph Curry got whistled for steps with 10 seconds left last night in the Warriors' loss to the Mavs. Great drama in that game. One of 10 traveling calls in the game. 10 referees have been calling the infraction at a higher rate recently, and the league highlighted such calls in a Points of Education video released just yesterday afternoon. Tone, do you like the apparent crackdown? You've been following the league for 50-plus years closely on traveling in the NBA. I don't like it. I love it. I'm oh, thrilled by okay. it. All right. Because I'm old, totally yeah. thrilled by it. And the rules of basketball that I grew up under remain the rules of basketball, even though basketball is played at a different speed and a different level now. So what I think is that you know, you're supposed to get one step or one and a half or something like that, gather and shoot. There's, there's no constitutional guarantee to a crab step or however many steps it takes for you to get five steps and then dunk the ball so that everybody thinks that's wonderful. LeBron James doesn't need six steps no, to go to the basket. Doesn't. So I think this is a very good rule. And what I particularly like, and I don't, and I agree with Steve Kerr, don't just call it on jump shots. Call it on going to the basket. But if you're going to call it against stars, that's good. Mike, I think I could honestly make the case that traveling is important to the integrity of the game so that people don't just laugh at the rules. Because if you don't want the rule, get rid of the rule and take the ball like rugby and run down the court. Yeah, I, I am hard-pressed to argue with any of that. And here's Tony. I'm going to add something, though. If you call traveling, against today's NBA players, you call it all season, you call it for months, they'll figure it out quickly because they're great right. athletes. They're better athletes with greater body control and more fluid and, and just beautiful movement than ever before, than any of the previous generations with the possible exception of Elgin Baylor. He's on a category on his own. But, but Tony, yes, they'll figure it out. I mean, Steph Curry, it was great to hear. By the way, just... If you want to hear basketball explained and discussed at the highest level, then listen to Steve Kerr and Steph Curry after a game. That's Steph right. Curry even That's took right. blame for something that I didn't think he should take blame for. But it's so great to hear a guy be accountable. He didn't think he traveled then. I, I thought he did in live time. I was watching live. But, yes, they should call it. Guys will get accustomed to it so quickly through practice and call games. It. it won't be a thing. Call it. That's right. Do yes. it. Call it in the way that the NFL calls a legal procedure. These are part of the rules. Yeah. You know, the, the, the people who play the game now, as great as they are, and they are better than they've ever been, they didn't invent the game. That's right. And if you don't have traveling, it's like they invented the game. Let's go to hockey for a change. A bunch of stuff happened in the NHL last night that's worth talking about. Alex Ovechkin scored two goals on the road, numbers 402 and 403. He thus passed Wayne Gretzky for most goals in a visiting arena in NHL history. The Seattle Kraken beat the Los Angeles Kings, wait for it, 9-8. The first time in 11 years that many goals were scored in a one-goal game. The Bruins extended the NHL record for consecutive home wins to start a season to 13 when they beat Tampa Bay. And the Flyers 
got off a 10-game cooler by beating the Islanders. Wilbon, what is the number one headline to you? Let me first say that two of these are junk. They're junk. They're, they're, this what happens when people now just obsess over numbers and they got to come up with something to put on the bottom of a screen. I'm sure even ours at some point. It's junk. It tells you nothing. There's no information that is passed on to you. Just waste your time. Road goals. Do you know how many home runs Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron hit on the road with me? No, you don't. Because it doesn't damn matter. It's stupid. And if I ran a network, I would say anybody who showed me that number is fired. Okay? And don't tell me how many goals are scored in a one-goal game. Tell me how many scores are scored in the game, period. I don't care if it's one. When have you had 17 goals? If it's 10 to 7, it's still 17 goals. So I needed to do that. Now, what matters is the Bruins, 13 consecutive home wins. That's, that's what mattered the most, not these phony junk stats that inundate sports discussion, except hopefully on this program. I'm checking my notes. I think that reluctantly I'm going to say this. I think the headline is Ovechkin, and here's why. It's not. It is not a number that matters. It is not. Well, listen to me. All right. It's not a number that matters. It's not a distinction that matters. Okay. But when you pass Wayne Gretzky, when you pass the great one, it matters. In any number, even some trumped-up number, if you pass Gretzky, to me, that matters. I am intrigued by the 9-8 game because 17 goals. Yeah. Is, that's an entire yeah. World Cup season. 17 goals. And, and you know, usually 5-3 is a high-scoring hockey game. Nobody gets 9-8. and eight. The Kings pulled their goalie after four, and the next guy gave up five. The Kraken left the kid in the whole way. So he gets a W, Kraken, but his way, goals good. against goes to the moon. Kraken's good. Goes to the moon. I enjoyed it. I, I like that. Hockey scoring is up, Mike. Offense sells tickets. Defense, you know, wins championships. Let me ask you something real quick. Tickets. Let me ask you something. 3.16 a game around the league per team. So, yeah, Tony, let me what? ask you this. You think that 9-8 yeah. game was better than the one nothing U.S. win? You, what do you think had more drama? Forget the stakes. Nothing just the, is, the action, just the game. Come on. Huh? That's not fair. Yes, it is nothing fair. Nothing is better than the people USA like you and my brother, no. who has become a complete people irritant like every day, you people and Don. of my Yes, ilk? you and Don, people who call me and say, ilk? oh, you become a soccer you know, you're a fan well, now take because there's no scoring. Shut yeah. up, both of you. Wait. Shut up. Yeah. This is Michael Wilbon's website is called Everybody Should <laughs> Shut Up. Coming up, we will ask Booger McFarland to analyze that interaction between Mike Purcell and Russell Wilson, your we'll, boy. We'll also ask him about the Niners defense and whether former assistant Mike McDaniel has any sort of edge against it. You know that Jimmy Jam loves your hats? You know, you love the great Jimmy Jam. And I Jam. love Jimmy Jam. I'm one of the great hat I'd like people of all time. He loves Jimmy your hats. Jam. Yeah. Love raspberry. Pardon the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Bullet, part of Happy Hour. Let's dig into the NFL with our great friend from NFL Primetime and Monday Night Countdown. Today wearing a golf shirt from Isleworth, Mr. Booger McFarland. Let's start with this. This is a good question. I like this question. Broncos defensive tackle Mike Purcell got in Russell Wilson's ear on the sideline Sunday as the Broncos were losing again. We don't often see scenes like that. You were a defensive tackle. What did you make of that? Yeah, Tony, I know that exact feeling. That's that frustration where we're out there doing our job and we're really, really good defense. And you have a quarterback that's constantly at the podium saying, come on, Broncos country, let's ride. And he's got $254 million and they can't bust a grape on offense. There's a lot of frustration in Denver right now. There's a head coach that's probably, as, as they say, dead man walking. There's an offense that's inept. And there's a quarterback that really isn't playing that well, but he's constantly trying to be positive. And as a defensive lineman, I don't want to hear that. Hey, man, go score some points. We're out there busting out behind. I don't want to hear anything about let's ride. I don't want to hear anything positive. I want to see touchdowns on the board. And quite frankly, Russell Wilson isn't playing that well. And so as a defensive lineman, I know those guys are very, very frustrated. Well, let's stay with a defensive player that we know you think is important, Booger, and that would be Von Miller, who's going to miss the game against the Patriots tomorrow night. Meniscus injury, hopes to be back in a couple of weeks. I know that you have called him the team's closer. But with a torn or injured meniscus at this point of the season, can he be effective in that role the next few weeks or the rest of the regular season? Yeah, it's going to be tough, Mike. And quite frankly, I hope they don't bring him back till the postseason because they don't really need him right now. They need him to be that closer in the postseason. Like, we know Von Miller is a guy that can bend and contort his body and turn. That's got to be tough on that meniscus. So I, I truly hope Buffalo is very, very cautious with him. I hope they say, hey, Von, whatever we need to do, whether it's got, we got to clip it, tuck it, whatever we need to do, take the month of December off. Because come January, we're going to need you to be at your absolute very, very best. And, and hopefully he can do that. Now, in the meantime, they got a guy named Ed Oliver out of Houston. He's a nose tackle. He's playing at a very, very high level. And as long as he continues to do that, he can kind of make up for the loss of Von Miller. But they're going to need everybody to chase Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or whoever it is in the AFC playoffs when they see them in January. All right, Booker, I'm going to anger Kornheiser by staying with defensive talk. That's what I like. He just wants to talk about quarterbacks. We're going to stay with defense for at least one more question. The Niners defense, 
leads the league in points allowed, fewest yards allowed, fewest rushing yards allowed. What makes them so good? It starts up front. Like, they have a defensive line that they play the run on the way to the quarterback. And what does that mean? Every play's a pass. So when you watch them in their stances, they're almost all of them, all four of them are in track stances. They got a defensive line coach. His name is Chris Caseric. I'm very familiar with him. He coaches football the way I played it, which is everything starts up front. So that defensive line is constantly putting pressure on the offense. Now, behind them, they got Fred Warner, who's the best middle linebacker in football. Their secondary is led by a guy named Talanoa Hufanga. He is a Troy Palomalu project. Troy is mentoring him, and he's playing that way. They are, they're not really special on the back end. They play really, really good team defense, but it all starts up front with that front four led by Chris Kaserik, the D-line coach, and Fred Warner, who is, like I said, the best middle linebacker in football. They are outstanding. And also, let's not forget who the coordinator is, D'Amico Ryans, who should be a head coach very, very soon. We'll get you out of here on this, and we'll stay with the 49ers and the game that they have with Miami, which is a tremendous game, you'd think, to watch. The Dolphins' last, the first-year head coach, Mike McDaniel, was the 49ers' offensive coordinator last year. So I would assume that he knows their defense really well. Is that a great advantage for Miami playing San Francisco? It's an extreme advantage, Tony. Think about this. I'll give you a little story because I know you guys love story time. Let's go back to Super Bowl 37, Buccaneers versus the Raiders. Who was our coach? It was John Gruden. Who was the former coach of the Raiders? It was John Gruden. So guess what? John Gruden got in our meeting, and he told us exactly the plays that the Raiders would run as far as what they recall. So when Rich Gannon comes to the line of scrimmage and says, check 93 Wheezy, guess what? We knew exactly where the play was going. Now, we still had to go out and execute uh, time and time again, but there's familiarity. And coaches, guess what? Coaches are creatures of habit. So, so even though Mike McDaniel left San Francisco and is now in Miami, he was their run game coordinator in San Francisco. So a lot of the checks and a lot of the terminology, I'm pretty sure he brought with him. So there's going to be familiarity with both ways, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel. Ultimately, you got to go out and play the game, but that's going to be a really, really fun matchup when you look at that defense against that offense. I can't wait to watch it. There are a lot of good games this week, and that is one right at the top of the list. Thank Absolutely. you, as always, Booger. Booger. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Let's take one last break. Still to come, some surprising results at the World Cup today. And will the Celtics keep it rolling tonight against the Heat? Familiar matchup. Conference final so six months ago. Miami, Miami is getting four at San Francisco. Miami has not lost when Tua starts and finishes. They have not lost, and they're getting four. It's the re- Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 60th birthday, Bo Jackson. The case you make for Bo Jackson being the greatest athlete of all time is that he is the only athlete ever to be both a Major League Baseball All-Star and an NFL Pro Bowler. Bo won the Heisman at Auburn in 1985, went on to be a star on the Raiders, in 1987, Bo rushed for 221 yards in one game, the game where he famously ran over Brian Bosworth and where he broke off a 91-yard touchdown run and simply continued up the tunnel. Bo was the Baseball All-Star Games MVP in 1989 when he was with the Kansas City Royals. One year in high school, Bo stole 90 bases in 91 attempts. Can you imagine being the catcher who can brag, I threw out Bo Jackson? Tony, I first saw Joe ba Bo Jackson down at a game at Auburn against Maryland in football. They brought in a third running back, and this guy would go for 23 yards and 18 yards and 25 yards, and they would say, that was Vincent Jackson. He was running behind Tommy Agee and Lionel Little Train James. Imagine that backfield. That was Vincent Jackson, and Vincent Jackson went for like 105 and, you know, like 18 carries. Bo Jackson. That day, earlier in the scrimmage, I met a guy named Charles Barkley, sophomore at Auburn. Happy anniversary, Andrew Luck. On this day eight years ago, the Colts star quarterback threw a career-high five touchdown passes as Indianapolis routed Washington. Luck was a great talent, but he retired just before the 2019 season because he'd been beaten up. Luck's retirement continues to have ramifications for the Colts, who've never found a dependable quarterback since. They tried Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan without success. Ryan has 11 touchdown passes and 10 interceptions this year. He's already been benched once. It feels like luck has been gone forever. He's still four years younger than Ryan. Yeah, but he was smart, Tony, apparently, to get out what he did because you don't know what's coming in terms of health or lack of it. So good for Mr. Luck. A melancholy trails to John Hadle, the great quarterback at the University of Kansas and then at the San Diego Chargers, has died at age 82. Hayda led the Jayhawks to their first-ever bowl victory in the Blue Bonnet Bowl over Rice in 1961. He was a two-time All-American at Kansas. He is one of only three Jayhawk players to have his jersey retired alongside Gail Sayers and Ray Evans. He joined the Chargers when they were still in the AFL, played in three AFL championship games, was a six-time pro bowler. His favorite target in San Diego was Lance Allworth. After the merger and after the Chargers, Hadle played for the Rams, the Packers, and the Houston Oilers. At the time of his retirement, Hadle ranked third all-time in passing yards. Tony, it seems like Hadle had some serious credentials, and Hall of Fame perhaps should have been discussed more than it was because he played those years before the merger, but he led his team and led them gloriously, it would seem to me. I have a correction, Tony. Yesterday I said Walter Payton started a game at quarterback for the Bears. It was 1984. He was inserted at quarterback for a series but did not start. With the Bears quarterback history, he probably should have started. Let's go quick to the big finish. UAB hired Trent Dilfer as its new head football coach. Does that make sense? Yes, he's been coaching high school for years. Good for Trent Dilfer. Can't wait to see it. Australia beat Denmark to advance to the knockout round. But Mexico does not advance for the first time since 1978. What's the bigger deal? 
Mexico, 1978, come on. Yeah. Women's hoops last night, number one, South Carolina beat number 18, UCLA by nine. You're impressed, Yes, right? I mean, South Carolina, it's only there. They're number one. I don't see anybody can debate that. Men's hoops tonight, Ohio State at Duke, UNC at Indiana. Who you like? In the words of Mike Krzyzewski, I like Duke. Last one, heated Celtics tonight. Will the Celtics keep rolling? I think so, Tony, even without Jalen Brown. Rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals last year, which is razor close. Celtics, man, they're the best team in the league right now. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbach. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. And now, here's Sports Center. So I got a lot of houses if anybody wants to buy them, according to Wilbach. And his tout line. Don't forget that. Gambling and houses. Cash only, baby. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.